Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It's high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you jabronis, is that if you want to get involved with the show, you can get at us on the dot com. I'm talking the Twitter.com, of course, at Wesley Euler at the body 52. Duh. Body. What up, cousin? I am upset with you. Uh-oh, okay. Tell me why. Well, first off, I like the change of where you went with jabronis instead of uh, knuckleheads. Uh, I uh, did uh, like that a lot. I, uh, anytime you, you spice it up, I'm a big keep fan the of the spice. You gotta keep the people on their toes. And, you know, I like jabroni because that takes back to my WWF day. Shout out to The Rock. But I have a bone to pick with you. Okay, pick you, it. Because you use the word between, and I like when you use the other word. Betwixt. Yep. So... That is why I, that's why I was a little upset with you this morning because I came in here wholeheartedly waiting to hear the word betwixt because I just like how you how you do that that part of the end of the word. It just makes me sense it. I don't even know what it is, but it just sounds good. All right? It makes me feel better. And because you didn't drop that, I'm a, I'm a little upset, okay? Betwixt the pair of us, darling. Uh, there, there we go. Now, bloody marvelous. Bloody marvelous. Now I feel bloody, great. Bloody marvelous, Arthur Motes. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, to get us started today, we have some... Bloody marvelous news. Oh, Tata now, darling. And that is that uh, TJ Watt, Trent Jordan Watt. Hey, now. Number 90 for your Pittsburgh Steelers, but number one in all of our hearts. That guy. Was a full practice participant yesterday, Arthur Motes. That is the good news that we were hoping for. Yeah, that's highly significant right there. We talked about him being limited on Wednesday. And obviously, we talked with Mr. Batco about that as well. And we weren't really fond of it because we thought limited would mean that you know, in some way, shape, or form, he was less than 100% available to us this weekend and will ultimately put us in a position where we'd have to have that conversation of, do you play a less than healthy T.J. Watt? Yep, an 80%, a 90%. But now seeing him as a full participant on Thursday's practice, that makes me feel really good about his availability in today's practice and ultimately leading into Sunday's game. Yeah. And in terms of not just him being out there, but him being a major contributor, because with T.J. Watt, we said, man, we don't judge him now or grade him now on his you know, participation. No, no, no. It's about the productivity associated with that. We don't care if you're in the stadium. We need you to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And seeing him as a full participant on a Thursday, which will ultimately lead to him being a full participant on a Friday, gives me great, great you know, hope that he will be as close to 100% as possible and will be that impactful player that we all know and love. So, yeah, for me, man, this is amazing news. Yeah, I I'm, I was thrilled about that when that news came out after practice yesterday because this is the team that needs T.J. Watt. I, I think that's understating things, certainly. I think you saw um, clear as day in the Raiders game. This is something Motes and I talked about, how, you know, Derek Carr was, was kind of happy feet at the start of that game and then got – Really comfortable, really quick. As soon as T.J. Watt was out of the game, we obviously know um, it's a group effort. It's a team effort. But T.J. not being out there on Sunday against Cincinnati was was a big part of the equation as to why the Steelers were unable to get their first sack in 75 games 
as well. Yeah, that is an encouraging development, to say the least. Also good news, Arthur Motes, Ben Roethlisberger, full practice participant, Mm -hmm. and Deontay Johnson, full practice participant. That one was maybe even, you know, in that kind of encouraging, like surprising in a good way, in an encouraging way, uh, maybe even more so than TJ for me. I did not expect Deontay um, to go to to a full participant so quick after missing the game, and, and we all we all know what happened. You know, him getting injured on that last play against uh, the Raiders. I I'm I'm happy to see that Deontay Johnson was a full practice participant as well too. That was encouraging. Yeah, I was very happy about that because he is another guy that keeps his offense on track. We know some of the plays they tried to do with Claypool last week in terms of those passes directly at the line of scrimmage or within a yard or two of the line of scrimmage. Those are designed for Deontay because of his ability to make guys miss, his short area quickness. Chase can do it, but that's not his forte. He's more of the downfield jump ball type of receiver and things like that. So, yeah, having Deontay be a full participant, knowing that he missed last game, with that knee injury, I thought was very significant. And he's another one I really want to monitor today as well, just to make sure he's full, right? Because that will tell us, was there any type of setback, any type of lingering from the full load right. in yesterday's practice? How did right. that impact him today? But ultimately for him, man, that, like that, that's really promising, man, that he was a full participant as well. And it's even more promising when you look at the receiver room and some of the surprise names that got added yeah. to that practice report. Yeah, that's where I was going next, the – you know, the other side of this equation, the other side of the coin here, uh, limited in practice yesterday, Alex Highsmith with the groin, Juju Smith-Schuster with the ribs, and also, Motsi, out of nowhere, Chase Claypool with a hamstring injury. That is concerning, particularly him and Juju. You know, you are starting to, you know, that, that wide receiver core that we felt so good about the depth, and there's four guys there. Well, if two of those are limited, if two of those guys are question marks on Sunday – um, that that raises your eyebrows a little bit. That is concerning. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, especially when you talk about those two style of receivers, right? First off, we know Chase Claypool, he provides the deep threat. He provides that ability to take the top off the defense. And even though it hasn't paid the dividends that we would have hoped it to pay, we still know his impact being on the field. Similar things can be said about Juju. That's been safety net, right? Or as my man Kyle like to call him, his wubby. You know, you, you need a guy like, like Juju in terms of with this offense to pick up the short yards plays, to do the grunt work, the dirty stuff, right. the intangible right. things. So seeing both of those guys be limited in some capacity, I'm not a fan of that because even if you get Deontay back and you lose those two guys, I do think that you still – you know, are in a, a situation you're like you were last week where you're shorthanded. Yeah, yeah, no. And, that, and they're that's... a group. They're a group where we feel them collective together are better than any one of them by themselves right now. So for me, I want that group together. We need them together, especially when you're talking about the cornerback group they're going to be going against, right? Mm-hmm. With Jair Alexander, you mm-hmm. want to have Chase and Deontay. So if Alexander is on Chase. Deontay, this is your shine. Right. If Alexander is on Deontay, okay, Chase, now it's on you. You can win some matchups down the depth chart. But right now, when you're talking about potentially being down one of those guys, well, now one of those receivers are going to be in for a long day. Right. And maybe you're going to be down two of those guys. Correct. That's not good. That's what a wise man once told me. Alex Highsmith limited as well, too. We'll keep an eye on his status. By the way, how's your groin? Are you limited right now? You know what? In fact, I'm willing to donate my groin. Okay, okay. Especially if it could, could that, you think that that could get me out of work for a I'm couple saying weeks. It, it might. It we'll might. It would be laid up on the couch, taking one get, for the get, team. Get you a little workers' comp. Little workers' comp. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, yeah, you, Alex, you can have my girl. Hey, 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 you want my girl? Hey, hey, Chase, you want my hammy? My hammy a little thicker than your hammy, but if you want, you can have my hammy, Juju, man. Juju, you want some ribs? Hey. Baby backs or spares? I'm about I mean, to say, how you want? We, we smoke them, we can grill them. How you want to do this thing, man? <laughs> Just don't put them in the crock pot, dang it. I ain't gonna lie. Every time we talk about Juju and his ribs, I do think about me cooking ribs. I'm like, man, can I baby back that thing? Oh, buddy, you ain't oh, lying. Oh, man, do I want the sweet baby rays on it? Oh, man. Oh, buddy, you ain't lying. You are not lying. Mm-hmm. I want to. Right. So Saturday's out, right? I'm. Yeah. I mean, you you know how this works. Saturdays I'm, are for the boys. Man. I'm 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 waking up early Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm traveling about ninety miles south on seventy nine. I'm glad you say about ninety miles an hour. To, well, <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 you know, I plead the fifth. I'll actually be traveling about three hundred miles an hour on Saturday. Yeah, to get to the airport, to get to Milwaukee, to get to Green Bay. Well, 300 miles an hour because I'll be on a flight. Ah, and that's going to be going. You, 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 you catch my drift? Because if I had a car that went 300 miles an hour, we wouldn't be working together. Moats, <laughs> we got Saturday in Morgantown. We've mm-hmm. got the Lord's kickoff time, finally. 3.30. Talk about it. 3.30, just as the Lord intended. 3.30 on Saturdays, 4.25 on Sundays. Just in the Steelers. Come on now. Just as the Come good Lord now. intended. That midday time slot. God know what he did when he created that slot. Just <laughs> The good Lord intended enough time to sleep in a little bit, but still get that tailgate in. Enough time that the sun goes down by the end of the game, but your day isn't completely spent. Oh, just as the good Lord intended, 3.30 in Morgantown on a Saturday, homecoming weekend. Can't wait. But Sunday, Arthur Motes, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna throw down on the smoker a little bit. You should. A little pulled pork, little ribs, maybe some chicken as well. Hey, you deserve it. After a long, hard week of work, man, you got to treat yourself to a little bit of smoky, smoky. You got to treat on yourself. Smoker. Might do a little, might do a little white sauce and some pulled chicken. Oh, you fancy. Ooh. You are so fancy. Now we're talking. Uh, did not practice yesterday. Carlos Davis chooks a core for Rashad Coward. Arthur Motes, does that mean it's Joe Haig time on Sunday no, at Lambeau? Um, I do think it's a strong possibility we will see Joe Haig. Um, when you think about a couple of things, first off, Chooks going out with a concussion during the game and in the second half of that game. Typically, second half concussions, those guys don't come back right away the following week mm-hmm. from my experiences, from what I've seen. So I could definitely see that. And then the fact that Joe Haig, even though he gave up a sack in the game, he still played well in terms of what you would expect for him. You know, he came in great effort, was fundamentally sound. When he did get beat, it was just because the guy was better than him which is fine when you talk about getting beat because the reason I say it's fine because others have gotten beat and it hasn't been skill-related. It's been right. effort-related. Right. And you never want to deal with effort-related losses, all right? The Big, other guys are allowed to make plays, too, and sometimes yeah. they do, but that absolutely. can't be effort-related. Right. It can't be you were in position and you just stopped because you thought you had blocked long enough. And with Joe Haig, he at least came in and played through the whistle, and I thought that he did some good things there. So, yeah, that regardless of if uh, Rashad Coward was going to be available or not, I always thought that Joe Haig would get that opportunity. But um, it is a little thin, though, man. We're getting a little thin. Getting a little thin on that offensive line. I mean, because the same way we talk about the Packers and their situation with the injuries up front, right, because Bakhtiari is out and then Jenkins is still listed as questionable. Mm-hmm. Now they're down to their potential third guy. Right now we're one injury away at the tackle spot from being down to what? Our third, potentially fourth guy. Right, So right. Yeah, and that doesn't even begin to talk about the interior part of this offensive line either just yet. So, correct, correct. Yeah. Which has had its its share of lumps. Good news, nothing listed on the injury report right now um, as it relates to the offensive line. But, yeah, it's – listen, there's there's every injury report, good news, bad news. I think there is more positives here to take 
but you got to be a little concerned about the wide receivers. You got to be a little concerned about Chooks' status um, heading into Sunday in that just beautiful time slot of 425 when the Steelers do kick off at uh, Lambeau Field up there in Green Bay. Let me ask you this, Arthur Motes. I, I was thinking about this driving in today um, as it relates to what feels like and you know what they say happens when you assume. Arthur Motes always you says get you, get, right. you get it right. That's you, the only you, thing that I do when I assume. You're absolutely right. Um, I was thinking about this with TJ because this was a conversation you and I kind of kicked around in the offseason, um, you know, leading up to his contract extension, mm-hmm. in the conversation of his his pending extensions, if you will. His pending extension, I should say. Extension? Extension? Extensions. Extensions. I'm sad, I know, yeah. Come I'm on, sad, man. I know, yeah. Um, we talked a lot about kind of using that, like to use a baseball term, right? Like wins above replacement. Right. And, and and you and I were kind of, you know, that's always the that's always the kicker with paying defensive players quarterback type money. Is how like what really is that wins above replacement? Is it fair to say that we've seen that play out like over the last game and a half? in the absence of T.J. Watt. Is that fair to say, or has there been just, there's been a, a lot of injuries on defense, and so it's, it's I'm maybe being a little overzealous to, to draw that complete correlation? You're in the ballpark, but a little overzealous. Ballpark because we do know T.J. does have that type of impact, without a doubt. But the reason why I say a little overzealous is because you got to think matchup-wise as well. The Bengals, I mean, before the season started, I've been on record. I think you're on record as well saying that we thought they had the best receiving group in the AFC North mm-hmm. just because of your T. Higgins, your Tyler Boys, and then you draft a Jamar Chase. It's like – And remember everyone yeah, being worried about Jamar – Remember everyone right. being worried about Jamar Chase in and, the preseason? And, and we're like, dude – Is like, he a bust? He's he dropping catch. passes. He's still that Did guy. see him out there last night? <laughs> and people forget that he set out a year. It's like you set out a year. You come back. I don't care how good you are. It takes time to get the rust off of you. But you see, the rust is getting off of him, and he's coming into uh, into form. I mean, even last night, right? The dude, he's showing he's a consistent contributor. He's going to be a really good receiver in this league as long as he stays healthy and keeps working. So when you think about that, it's like, man, that didn't surprise me that they were going to have success against our defensive backs either because we knew our defensive backs weren't the best anyways. But then when you add on no TJ and no Highsmith along with the guy rushing opposite Melvin Ingram, being Jameer Jones and Derek Tuska. It's not a knock on those guys, but that's a big difference in terms yes, of talent, is. in terms of productivity compared to when it's TJ and Highsmith out there. So a lot of that I felt like was perfect storm. Hmm. But then you also throw in the offense's performance, our offense's perform, uh, performance, and just their lack of ability to sustain drives. And like I said, you get that perfect storm. So TJ definitely has an impact in that. But I do think it was a lot more variables that had that that the the ultimately lead us to where we were. Trenton tweets us and says, "Curious if there's any updates on Zach Banner or Stefan to it." Well, yeah, we got an update Banner, on Banner. Banner. Zach Banner, yes, yeah, he's practiced this week. Um, That's good news. He's designated as one of the guys to return, and there isn't a limit on who they can designate. Because I know right. that was something that came up once he was officially designated. People started to freak out. Well, does that mean no to it this year? Does that mean no this guy coming back? The rules have changed. They can designate multiple players to come back now, okay? They were just simply saying that Banner is the only one right now that is ready to go or at least ready to have his clock started because now they have three weeks right. 
to activate him or he has to stay on the long-term IR after Correct. that. Correct. So because of his progression, that's why they decided to make him that person right now. If they were to do that with Tuit and say Tuit needs another two or three weeks, you could go ultimately lose him for the whole year because you just were too anxious in activating him back. So don't freak out. <laughs> but that is good news for uh, for Banner, though, man. Definitely good news, especially because that's at a position that we're talking about of need. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. And you know what, Moats? Again, you know what they say happens when you assume. Like I said, you get it right. Have yeah. we got one wrong just yet? Undefeated. Never lost. Come on now. LeVar Ball's got nothing on us. Come on now. When you look at the Steelers' schedule in that three-week window for Zach Banner, mm-hmm. at Green Bay, Denver and Seattle at home, then bye week. Okay? You don't like to assume, and it could happen before then, but it does feel like a, a safe, and barring a set, an injury setback, Correct. of course, too, it does feel like a safe bet that, that Zach Banner could be back after that bye week to take on the Browns Halloween out there in Cleveland. You said it's spooky season. It's sp- and again, it, it could happen before that, but it feels like you get that three-week window, then you get the extra bye week to give him an extra week. That feels like it could be the blueprint. Uh, again, I don't know that. I am just purely speculating. Um, but you could give him an extra week to get ready in there as well, too, with the bye week. Uh, and as for Stefan it, we're still wait and see. There, there hasn't been any concrete things. I know Keith Butler was asked about that a few days ago. I think it was on Wednesday. Keith Butler was asked about Stephon Tuitt. He just kind of said, you know, I don't want to say a non-answer answer, but the, the answer that you would expect. We're, we're hopeful, we're optimistic that we're going to get him back at some point this season. We're supporting him through this process. I think it's one of those things, Moats, we're not going to really know until we know. We could speculate on that one forever. Um, but we're not going to know until we hear a, a decision from Stephon Tuitt and the Steelers. That's 100% accurate, man. And like I said, it's so many variables just playing into that. That I mean, I don't yeah. even want to talk about it on air. I, I, I agree. Like, you know what I mean? A, a lot of people do. Yeah. I will say, here's the one thing I'm confident <laughs> saying on air. Man, I've seen a lot of hashtag you people saying things like, oh, man, I love Stefan it, but should have kept Javon Hargrave. Oh, like, man, uh, I love Stefan it, but... If you really love Stefan Tuit, there is no but to that. Exactly. It's a it's a I love Stefan Tuit. Shut up. <laughs> and you know, I don't even like to get like that, but because of the situation, it's like, hey man, I ain't even got the patience for those that have an issue with my brother <laughs> dealing this very, very difficult time, man. Because this is like, I mean, the same we joke about the unprecedented time, stuff like that. This is very much the definition of unprecedented. Yes. No one expects to go through a situation like this while preparing to get your body right for a season. I mean, the timing of it. I mean, it's never a right time. But when you throw everything in there, it's just it's, it's the perfect storm, man. Yes. I hate to keep saying it, but it really is. And that's why I was like with this, that's why you don't even hear the coaches even trying to pressure it. Exactly. Because you can't. It's just unless you've gone through that. Right, cuz that I mean cuz that's what I mean, that's how you lose it. Like totally. You know what I mean when you when you push guys at the wrong 100%, time like 100%. Yeah, yeah, you would do way more damage than good in that scenario. And I think the team and definitely coach Tom, he understands that wholeheartedly. And that's why I mean not just the coaching staff, not just Mr. Rooney and in management, but even his teammates. You haven't heard any teammate talk about, yo, he needs to get back out here. He needs to be nope. rehabbing and hard. Like none of that because they are understanding the situation. And that's why it's like I get it. We're fans. I get it. We want to see yeah, him. Yeah, I, I do understand that. But at the that same spot, time, do, man, but. you got to show. You got to understand from a, a empathetic perspective or sympathetic if you've you know had to walk in these shoes before. Absolutely. Just understand, like this this isn't your normal IR. 
This isn't the Correct. normal Correct. getting a guy back. It's it's a lot that's going on with it. Yeah. yeah. And and none of us doing the speculating have our doctorate in grief therapy. Exactly. None of us have our doctorate in psychology. Right. And 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 that's why that's all that I'll say. If yeah. you really love Stefan Tuitt, there is no but to that conversation. Yeah. Um and, and Mozi and I certainly don't want to speculate on any of that going so that's forward. My, that's my brother right there, man. You know where come on. Now. It's it's just one of those things we will wait and see. Whether we hear it from him, whether we hear it from the Steelers, whenever we get concrete mm-hmm. news, then we'll discuss it and, and and the impact that it has. But until then, we wait and see and we wish him all the best. Uh, obviously, in our thoughts and prayers of the entire Tuit family. Motsi, let's get into some of this positional stuff here. Well, why don't we then, here's huh? what I Here's what I want to know from the keen mind of Arthur Motes. Well, here's what I want to tell you then. How about that? Mr. Mister Honorary Member of the LBC. Hey, now. Come on now. Uh, how do the Pittsburgh Steelers go about attacking the middle of the field, I think maybe particularly with Fryermuth and Ebron, does this feel like a team, like a defense, where you can have some success there? It feels like we've started to see that a little bit from the offense. Mm-hmm. We've been asking for it for a few weeks now. Started to see a little bit of that against Cincinnati. Does that continue? Can you even go to a next level? Is there maybe a way to get Najee Harris involved out of the backfield here? How do you go about attacking uh, this linebacker core of the Packers that is a, is a little banged up at the moment? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously the, the, the easy door way is always say oh man just play action pass you you know get the linebackers to step up you hit right behind them but we also know that uh the way our offense is currently set up that isn't as realistic right now right regardless of how much we think it should be it just currently isn't and we can understand that right so the way that i look at it in terms of how you attack the middle of the field I try to move the pocket a little bit, right? Okay. In terms of you think about the sprint out style plays, think about the roll out style plays. What do they do? They influence you, right? They make you feel like, man, it's a run pass option. Even though we know with seven, it's really no run option. <laughs> but him moving. It's a pass pass option. Right. But him moving, though, it will influence your linebackers to do what? Have to move with you. Sure. Which by then, you can allow for a little bit of an isolation routes on the backside of that with your tight ends, right? Ebron, Pat, whoever we would like to use. And you can use them to slip behind them. That's one way to go about it, right? But once again, we know with the movement, it's one-offs, right? You can't major in it. You got to minor in it. You can only, you know, every once in a while I we like pull that. this out, but you can't do it overly, you know, over the top because eventually the team's going to say, hey, we're going to start blitzing our ends, and that's going to pull it up a lot faster and make them have to decide a lot faster. That's the counter to that. But that's the first thing you could do. Another thing that I think of, and they kind of already do this, I just think it's more so been having to hit these guys and those guys having to create some separation. But you see it when they're in the gun, right? And they run their play action pass out of the gun. They'll have Najee go across like it's the zone or inside zone or outside stretch zone from the shotgun look, right? Fake that one tight end to go behind a lot of scrimmage and then use just their slot receiver that they'll have running that little 10 yard over right right that's one of those ones where hey if you're seven we got to look that up typically the way he's done it he's done that and then he's either thrown flat to that tight end that's going up there or it's been to Najee, you know off of the fake and he just dumps it out to him right now but if you can hold a little bit longer you might be able to hit that guy going down the seam hmm. because he had opportunity i believe it was with uh chase going into the champions club end zone last game yes and he, he just didn't take the shot yes but it was there in terms of chase is on top of that uh on top of the defender now once again this goes back to the accuracy because chase is on top of the defender no safety over top but in terms of from ben's perspective that defender is the one that's in between 
Chase and Seven. So Seven, mm-hmm. we need to put air enough air on it where Chase could get to it right. without anybody else being able to become right. a factor or right. overthrowing it. Now, when you talk about accuracy being a little bit of an issue, though, that can make you hesitate. That can make you not want to take that. As we've said it sometimes with him holding the ball, it's, you've seen you've seen it, it out there. Just, you're watching. It's like typically in the past he would put that ball there without a shadow of a doubt. It didn't matter who was around him. Whereas now, it's yeah he, he's second guessing there's a little some, bit. There's man. some yeah. second guessing absolutely going on out there. Yeah, At that that to me feels like the maybe the under-discussed part of this. We mm-hmm. all know the offensive line has not been great. We all know that the separation from the wide receivers has not been where we want it to be. Yeah. But there's also been times that the offensive line has done well in, in, in pass mm-hmm. protect. There's also been times where the wide receivers have gotten separation and either the throw just hasn't been there from Ben or yeah. he's, he's held on to it a little bit too long in the pocket. Those uh, That's kind of the balance that you've got to start to strike here, I think. <sighs> And I, man, I'm I'm very interested to see how this game plays out. I I, I really am. Like you, you've got to develop some type of a rhythm. Feels like you got to develop just something to cut your teeth on. Exactly. Like something to hang yeah, your hat I would on. Agree. That was one of the concerning things to me, Motsi. In the you know all the different uh, either coaches or players that we heard from this week, whether it be Mike Tomlin or whether it be Matt Canada, whether it be Ben Roethlisberger, all of them, of course, were asked that. What's your identity on offense? Question this past week. Yep. And man, there was a lot of non-answer answers there. I mean, when Ben was asked about it, we, we played the audio on Wednesday here. I played the audio for you on the Blitz. When Ben was asked about it, what's the identity of this offense? He said an offense that isn't going to quit, an offense that's working hard to figure it out, and an offense that's you know going to get this thing moving in the right direction. So once again, what's the identity of this offense? Those are mentalities, right? Not identity. The identity of this offense is ah, well, you know what? We can run the ball over the left guard pretty well. Ah, uh, well, you know what? We can find the tight end in the intermediate passing game. Ah, uh, well, you know what? We could take the top off of a defense. Yeah. Those are identities. Our identity right now is we play through Najee. And we take the casual shot downfield where we hope it either is going to be a completed jump ball, 50-50 catch, or we're getting a pass interference. That's who we are right now um, in terms of our offensive identity. Now, it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, it's not the greatest of situations either. But once again, the beauty is during the season, you get a chance to correct it. You get a chance to put something different out there. You go out there and they play the way that we are hoping they could play on Sunday. Man, this puts some of this to rest. Yes, yes. But this is why we have these conversations because it's like we can hope and wish all we want, but if the results are what the results are, all that is is speculation. We can speculate that <sighs> seven is going to be able to rise up and throw like this. We can speculate this O-line is going to magically improve. We can speculate you know, anything we want to. But when we cut that tape on on Sunday, or excuse me, after that game, yeah, there's it, no more speculation. We will see, okay, were they able to execute that? Right. Were they able to do that? And right. as it stands today, four weeks into this thing, they have not been able to do that, man. You're absolutely right. We'll get to some of your tweets. We'll take your score predictions. You guys know the drill, at least most of you, I assume. But if you don't, if you're new, welcome to the party. Here's how it works. You tweet us your score prediction. We'll read it before we get out of here. That is our promise to you. Cross our hearts and hope to die. I don't want to die. But if you tweet us your predictions, we will read them off on the air. Now, two notes here, all right, that I always have to – two caveats with this. Got to have Number a Number one, please only tweet us your prediction once, all right? 
because sometimes you'll tweet them to us early in the show. We won't read them yet. You'll tweet them again. We read them off at the end of the show, all right? I promise you, if you tweet it to us, we've got it. Please tweet us just once so that it doesn't clog up the mentions on the Twitter.com. The second thing is, just a reminder as always, if you've got a private account on Twitter, we can't see you tweeting us. So you have to be a public account for us to see your tweets and your predictions as well, too. Had a couple people say that to me at the tailgate. Hey, I tweet you my predictions and you guys never read them out what's going on do you not like me do you have me blocked do you have me muted i said show me your twitter account it's a private page i can't see your tweets if you got a private page so make sure those two things only tweet us once and make sure you're not private if you want your tweet read on air we'll do that before we get out of here you know where to get at us on the other side it's time for a little five star friday as arthur motes will give us the five matchups to determine the outcome of steelers packers sunday up at Lambeau Field. So don't you dare go anywhere. We're just getting started. It's the Steelers Blitz having some fun on a Friday on SNR.